He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, to the Anthony Irwin Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. We have a bit of a weird week this week because I am heading on vacation on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, uh, we will not have shows for me. And because of that, there is no Lakers Lounge. So as a result, I am bringing Harrison on, and he joins Aaron Larsoul as the only two human beings on the face of the planet who have made return appearances on the Anthony Irwin Show. I, what, what, like, this is a momentous occasion how honored are you right now? I mean, this has to be up there with, you know, any honor that I have ever received in my career. <laughs> Although, you know, for all the haters saying that there's an asterisk on it, just because you were desperate for a guest and, you know, we weren't going to do the Lakers Lounge this week. I'm here to say, look, count the appearances, you know, <laughs> like I was I was here twice, just like Aaron. But and, uh, honestly, you should keep a graphic of this, of just, like, Twitter avatars, but, like, in the Staples Center yeah. rafters for, like, people that multiple, <laughs> multi-time Anthony Ir- – you should keep a counter, honestly, and just, like, update it every so often. We can have a power ranking of who has appeared on the Anthony Irwin show the most. And I think that's honestly a – it w- could so- sort of double as, like, a zeitgeist ranking for NBA personalities. <laughs> like, how relevant are you by how many they times saw- you've been on the Anthony Irwin show? <laughs> It would be, it's the kind of thing that... I mean, look, how many people have a podcast named after themselves? It's you, sort of Zach Lowe, like the Lowe Post, but that's just sort of like also Mm -hmm. like a play on words, so that only like half counts. Mm -hmm. There's Bill Simmons. Simmons. So it's like you, Bill Simmons, and Nate Duncan, I think, are... Well, that's more, that's more like, that's more closer to Lowe, right? Like that's... Oh, does he not have like a Duncan, Nate Duncan podcast now? I assume Oh, wait, I think it's the Hollinger and Duncan podcast. So yeah, you, Bill Simmons... John Hollinger, Nate Duncan. Yeah, Only but they guys. share it. So really, like, who's who's more badass here? True. Yeah, I think I think it's Bill Simmons and then it's you. <laughs> I hate everything that I've just said since <laughs> the beginning of the show. <laughs> this is, a, yeah, I mean, look, Bill Simmons can invite me on if he wants, but I'm a two-time AI show guest. So Exactly. Exactly. AI. Hey, uh, I hope Aaron Larsoul is listening right now because Harrison just called me The AI. only AI we acknowledge. <laughs> I'm thinking about nicknames, and I kind of like the answer. I, I don't know if people, I don't know if that one's taken. Answer Anthony Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got it. Today's show, we are going to uh, discuss the Lakers reportedly signing Rajon Rondo to a deal that would pay him $2.6 million and uh, bring his salary this year back up to the $7 million he was going to make uh, heading into the season. And then we have rumors that the Lakers might be interested in DeAndre Jordan if he gets bought out. So a lot of this, there's layers to all of this. And if you were to, if you were to figure out, like, do you think listeners right now think I would be more upset about Rondo or more upset by DeAndre Jordan? Probably DJ, just because you are more prone to hate big men who are not Damian Jones, and he also has like the audacity to have the same initials. And That's so, true. like, imagine if you got what number did Damian Jones wear? I'm not remembering right now, but what if DJ, what if DeAndre Jordan came in and wore that number? How, I like, think it's already that retired. Would... <laughs> 
I think they, Probably, no, I, I think maybe they we'll the, see if that's I, on the way. We'll 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 check in on that before the end of the podcast. We'll have our stats guy, uh, you know, look into that. Um, I think but, I think Damian Jones wore number thirteen. Do I have that right? No, that was Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, uh, so thirty four was it thirty four? I'm guessing thirty three. It was. Definitely I'm guessing 32. that our listeners would correctly predict. I mean, this is my prediction. You actually haven't told me which one you're more mad about yet, mm-hmm. but I, I'm guessing DeAndre Jordan. Just for like, you just seem to hate big men because they that keep Anthony Davis from playing center in general. They're already like kind of at a deficit to you. And then Rondo, for as much as you disliked him, now they can't play him over Caruso, so that takes him down in the Anthony Irwin anger rankings. You know what's, cra- you know what's and crazy? Then, is that's actually a factor. <laughs> Like, exactly. You can't be mad that you're like, where's Caruso? It's like, well, he's on the Bulls. So yeah. you can't even be mad about them playing Rondo over him anymore. And also, like, Rondo won a title now. You know, say what you will. He's a champion yeah. Laker. You know, DeAndre Jordan just doesn't have that yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. <laughs> Damian Jones wore number 15. I was close. 13, okay. 15. What number does DeAndre Jordan normally wear? Because that would be... <laughs> I mean, this is not that hard to look up. This is your show. You can look it up. I think if DeAndre Jordan wears that number, then we, you know, I tweeted this yesterday, but we have to assume that the Lakers are actually trying to kill you if that's what happens. Well, he wears number six for the Brooklyn But number Nets six right is now. LeBron. Number six so, is LeBron. So he's going to change his number if he is a Laker. And if he wears number 15. Oh, God, I need it to be 15. We need to, everyone, everyone <laughs> oh, listening to this. It might actually be 15 because one plus five. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right, everyone everyone listening to this podcast right now, go tweet at DeAndre Jordan jersey swaps of him in a Lakers 15. We need bitch. to make this happen. Oh no. <laughs> this is great podcasting. I wonder if did DeAndre Jordan wear 51 cuz he was like the backwards. He was the inverse of <laughs> Damian Jones. So I wonder No, sense. he wore I think he wore one, right? Or two? It was one or two. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I you're right. I I would be more annoyed by the Lakers bringing in DeAndre Jordan. Than it's also like the Rondo thing is done. He's not signing until Tuesday, according to Woj. Yeah. And like, look, respect for a work life balance king. He's like, I just got bought out for the Grizzlies. I, I want to take one a day, day off. Vacation. I will re- I will sign on Tuesday. You can't tell me to work out on Monday. Like Monday, <laughs> Rondo, like the rest of us, hates Mondays. Confirmed. Man, I'm telling you, this week, so Jen worked on Sunday, worked a full day on Sunday because we're going on vacation on Thursday. So technically, yesterday felt like my Monday, and then I have another Monday today, obviously. Back-to-back Mondays, you know what, Rondo? I get it. And then DeAndre Jordan sort of gave you like a third Monday tomorrow if we get more rumors because you're going to feel like it's a Monday. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean— Look, yeah, Rondo's not going to sign until tomorrow, but that one's done. So you can't even, like, get that mad about it because you kind of missed the win. Like, now it's just kind of, it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. All right, so you, I You've wanna... reached the acceptance stage. Well, we'll see how I handle it, depending on, like, the other news that falls out. Because they can't, they can't bring DeAndre Jordan in and keep Marcus Hall. I'm, and I'm already predicting Dwight that Howard there's going to be, like, a February people. game where you get canceled for tweeting to cut Rondo just because he, like— he, you know, it, it's just like he's regu- he's full regular season Rondo mode, just doesn't care. You know, puts up like two points, turns the ball over seven times, just this kind of like walking on the court. You know, mm-hmm. like we're going to get full regular season Rondo at some point, which is a thing. He he is the king of load management on the court. You know, he turns it up sometimes, but for the most part, regular season Rondo is not a fun player. Uh, but it's playoff Rondo that I think the Lakers are hoping for. 
I'd be shocked if he was still regular season Rondo because he's only going to be playing. And this is actually kind of where I wanted to start. So it segues us naturally, but, but I don't know how many minutes Rondo was actually going to play. And if he's regular season mode for only 10 minutes a game or so, then I, you, you start to worry if that's a mode, right? If <laughs> you start to worry if that's Rondo actually turning it down versus, you know, just being Rondo. You know, just if there isn't a regular versus because we saw it last year, there was no playoff Rondo last year for the Clippers. And if that is the case, and then he comes in and he plays 10 minutes a night and can't be decent for 10 minutes a night, then he's just not good anymore. That said, I think Rondo was sort of mentally checked out on the Clippers. I I mean, do you remember? I don't want to make like a big deal out of nothing. I don't know anything. This is not like sourcing or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it just didn't seem like him and Kawhi. Mm -hmm. like kind of vibed at all I don't know if you remember during the first round against the Mavericks I believe it was game like five for the Clippers at home or something like that where Kawhi took a shot at the end of the game and Rondo screamed at him and he was basically like out of the rope like he was barely in the rotation at any point after that Mm -hmm. and I I just don't I think Rondo was kind of I don't hold his Clippers tenure especially in the playoffs that much against him because I don't think he was like that into it really yeah, I certainly I, not as much as as checked in as he will be here. And it's hard to hold not being on the same page with Kawhi Leonard against anybody because yeah. it we've seemed to have arrived at a place now in Kawhi Leonard's career where he's just not very well liked. Like it just why bad see, teammate coming up next on Undisputed. You know, I, is that yeah. even a take? Like he had to be coerced into sitting with his team for a playoff game. He was just trying to not distract them, Anthony, by being on the bench, you know? <laughs> Anywho, but with Rondo, like, I, I, I'm glad that we were at the, the number of minutes played and all of that stuff. Because, like, yeah. what, what does that even look like? Because they have Russell Westbrook. He's going to play 30, 32 probably minutes a night, my guess. He'll also probably miss, like, fi- 15-ish games, I think, based on, okay. like, whether for rest or for a minor little tweak here and there or yeah. whatever. Like, they're not going to push him for—he's uh, not going to play 82 games. I don't think any of the Lakers stars are. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. And then, so if you have, but still, like he's going to be, Russ is going to be available yeah. more often, hopefully, more often than <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> and, uh, and so if, if Russ is available and you have, uh, you have Malik Monk, who is kind of a combo-ish guard, you have Tillon Horton Tucker, who's kind of combo-ish, you have Kendrick Nunn, who is kind of combo-ish, Unless all three of those guys are not going to play any, and you point even guard have whatsoever. like Wayne Ellington, who is an option in the backcourt when LeBron is playing point guard, you know, right, or when right. Westbrook, you know, it's a crowded backcourt, right? And so, like, I, I where, like, do you think? Because the 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 take that I saw most often over the last couple of days as Rondo became an option was, oh, he's just going to play the Dudley role. He's barely going to play. I don't think he's <laughs> – does Rondo know this? <laughs> well, so that was the thing that – that was the take that I was seeing a lot was, like, people were saying they're like, well, where is Rondo going to fit in? Is everyone signed off on this? Does he know that he's not going to have that big of a role? Number one, I don't know that he knows that because I don't know that that's true. But also, yeah. to act like whatever role he's going to play has not been pre-negotiated with the Lakers just because he, like, hadn't technically been bought out yet or whatever I think is – Almost astonishingly naive. Wait, to are pretend. you saying are you saying they tampered? 
No, I'm not. I'm saying LeBron and him worked it out. You know, like I, I think you know. I, well, I don't more importantly, think it's whether or not Russ and Rondo worked it out. Well, no. See, it's it's William Rondo who Russ has a problem with. You know, so as long as Will Rondo is not yeah. also part of the entourage or whatever, then I think the Lakers are good. I just I, that was that brought back one of my Coming favorite up memories on of the bubble. Lakers. Yeah, it Russ was like Rondo's. Will. Rondo's defense of his brother was like, oh, he didn't even curse or anything. He was just like jeering him. For, he just called him trash. Like, <laughs> that was the defense? Yeah. <laughs> and the defense rests. Well, to be fair, and Rondo. And look, to be fair, Russ was not good in that series. I, I'm not like Will, Ron, Will Rondo was not wrong, you know? No, no. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, I. Frank Vogel agreed with Will Rondo. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, we know that Frank Vogel loves Rondo. He loves his swag. We know that LeBron loves Rondo, like mm-hmm. respects Rondo probably as much as any NBA player he's ever played with, mm-hmm. you know, just like Anthony Davis too, like general. loves Rondo. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find it hard to believe that Rondo doesn't know exactly what role he'll be playing. And I don't think that the Lakers would have, just, you know, went into free agency, told all these guys, like, hey, here's kind of the role that we foresee for you. I'm not saying they promised anyone, like, a starting role or a specific amount of minutes or whatever, but they probably talked to all these guys about how much they'll play, how much of a chance they'll have to compete, kind of what they'll be competing for, what realistically they could earn in terms of minutes in training camp and things like that. And I think that there will be a battle, but I honestly do kind of think that Rondo is mostly going to be a Dudley who actually plays every so often because I mm-hmm. think that, you know, the writing is kind of on the wall. They felt comfortable moving on from greatest locker room chemist of all time, Jared Dudley. Muse. And yeah, LeBron and AD's mute. The guy who kept LeBron and AD together, you know, mm-hmm. that took, <laughs> took a lot of skill, you know, no the one man, could have done that. The man responsible than, for the chemistry on the Lakers last year. Oh shit. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. It's like, wait a second. Like, I mean, maybe he by himself is not a fix-all, you know? Like, and, but I think Rondo is, can sort of bring that locker room leadership. He's a guy that everyone respects. You know, I, Bill Plaschig even talked about in that article, who's going to call out LeBron and AD? You know who's going to call out LeBron and AD now? Rondo. You know, yeah. he is not afraid to do that either. And so I think that with him, you get a version of the Jared Dudley locker room leader kind of guy. He's getting older. I don't know that he expects to play every or wants to play every single game. He certainly by his actions on the court does not want to play every single regular season game. (laughs) And, you know, I think that Rondo will be just fine coming in and playing a sort of limited role. And I do think that he'll probably play more than maybe some people that think he's just going to entirely sit and be like completely the 15th man are expecting. But I also think there will be opportunities there where some of these, uh, you know, Russ gets a rest or LeBron gets a rest and they need one more point guard that night. You know, mm-hmm. I think there are going to be real chances for Rondo to come in and play minutes like spot at times. And I do think that there will be times where he's out of the rotation. You know, yeah. I, I just don't think that they would have signed him with this roster expecting like, oh, he's going to be an every game player. And we'll see how that shakes out during the season. But I, it, for right now, it's hard for me to get too worked up and assume that he and the team aren't going to be on the same page on that. I'm going to say something right now that might legitimately shock people. Oh, God. I was fine with the Russ signing. The Rondo I, signing. What did I say? Oh, Russ. You said Russ. <laughs> that one less so. But Rondo, uh, Rondo, yeah. I was minimum guy. Um, until we see that the minutes allocation is wrong, 
Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Rondo freak out and about Russ it. starting backcourt. <laughs> right. Well, I just don't want. I don't want Rondo getting minutes over like Kendrick Nunn. I don't want Rondo getting minutes over Malik Monk. I think both those guys are better players right now than Rajon Rondo is, especially in the regular season. Postseason, it gets tricky. Right? Postseason, like, we'll see. We'll see. And R- Rondo might be the Lakers' best player in some games during the playoffs. <laughs> like he just it he, would be legitimately hilarious. And I would. I would be pro retiring Rondo's jersey. If he didn't go playoff mode Rondo, playoff Rondo mode for the Clippers, and then has that gear for the Lakers. Rondo, uh, one of the Clippers, uh, Law Murray, one of the Clippers writers, summed this up. The last, like, calendar year for Rondo, wins the title with the Lakers, gets $15 from the Hawks, gets (laughs) traded to the Clippers midseason for multiple second-round picks and some of their core guys that were Mm -hmm. part of that original identity— Flames out in the playoffs, gets traded to the Grizzlies, gives back money to the Grizzlies to get to go play for the Lakers again. So he got his payday, and he gets to return and try and chase another title. I mean— how can you not th- this this man is playing 4D ch- 4D Connect 4, you know? Like he <laughs> Well, he is he is very good at it. Like yes. there was I that was one of my favorite profiles of all time was was how good Rondo, Rondo just and how multiple ruthless. children at Connect 4 <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my favorite anecdotes about any basketball player. Rondo is literally like Doctor Strange in the scene when he's seeing all the futures and his head's like going around. That's Rondo <laughs> predicting next moves and things like that. Exactly. Uh, I so I, I but yeah I, I'm I'm with you on all of that. I I think it's too early to get nervous even about the the minutes allocation. I think well, if that is a bridge that requires crossing, you cross it when you have to. But right now they they needed a player who thought like Rondo does. Right? It's whether it was Rondo or Rubio later in the year. If some miracle happened and they were able to get, I love that you're Goran assuming that the Cavs are already going to like just buy out. You're like, yeah, the Cavs are going to suck. They're going to buy out Rubio. Like, I mean, and there are people who don't think this. I don't. I don't think so. I think that they're like. like I think even to Dan him, Gilbert like, thinks this. Yeah, I don't. I, I doubt it. I think. <laughs> I think they're chasing a playoff spot in their minds. Good idea, guys. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think. Like, I think the Lakers needed a player. Who thinks like a and I, I know this is a, a taboo phrase, but thinks like a prototypical point guard, right? Absolutely. Thinks of thinks of, hey, so and so hasn't gotten a touch over there in a little while. Let's feed that person. Hey, we need to run a set that we we require a set here. Let's let's slow things down and run a set here. Oh, we need to get out and transition more and, and you think about the game more from that perspective. And I think the Lakers did legitimately need a player like this because all of their guards right now are combo scoring guards. They have a yeah. like they have like five Jamal Crawfords. Like okay. All right, chill. Uh like <laughs> not, for, not not that caliber. I'm just like, I'm just letting they, that they slide. I'm, that I'm, I'm, no, I'm just letting that slide and, and not touching that one direction or the other. But <laughs> I, I think we saw last year, if you just think of okay, so Russ is the Schroeder replacement, basically, and LeBron is still LeBron. You know, there were games last year where I, I mean we all remember this stretch when the Lakers were kind of fighting for their like playing lives mm-hmm. when LeBron was out and Schroeder was out and Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker were playing point guard and the Lakers were Alex Caruso playing through like a severe ankle sprain or foot sprain or whatever it was Mm -hmm. away from having to basically play Marc Gasol as their backup point. 
You know, yeah. like that that was a genuine consideration for Frank Vogel before Alex Caruso decided to play through for one game. He mentioned in pregame availability that Mark was basically the backup one if Caruso didn't play. <laughs> like, and you don't want to get to that level. And so having someone like Rondo where, you know, if there is a game, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but, you know, if there is a game where LeBron and Russ sit out, you at least have a guy who can get the team into the sets, who is familiar, who thinks like a point guard, and it's not just like chicken with their head cut off mode of like all these combo scorers trying to kind of get theirs while right. sort of masquerading as a point guard yeah it's just it's just it's a mentality thing like there there are players who I, do, do you watch ted lasso i do not i don't have apple plus all right well i'll give you my my login but that's okay so, i'm not desperate to watch it it's very good but there's a scene there's a scene in the in the most recent episode and spoiler alert it's not really a giant spoiler but it was a, it was a great scene where uh former star comes back and he's now a coach on 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 AFC Richmond and uh they have a superstar uh striker who is like undergoing a metamorphosis of of mentality he's he was always a giant asshole giant like an awful awful teammate Kawhi Leonard basically and and so they or pre Lakers Rondo <laughs> well, Rondo when he's no like, Rondo was a good t- teammate. He just wasn't. He didn't get along no, with the coaches. Yeah, R- Rondo when uh, he doesn't like when he isn't happy with the situation. Like, cause yeah, they hated him in Dallas. He hated yeah. being there in Dallas. And well, so, I mean, yeah, he hated them too. It was very, right, very it was mutual. mutual. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, so you have this uh, former star comes back and he's and and he's coaching up uh, the the current superstar striker. And he says, like, you're an asshole. We need you to be an asshole. You know, because he's asking, like, how can I be more effective? What what does the team need from me? Just any kind of coaching or whatever. And he says, you're an asshole. We need you to go out there and, and, and take a shot that maybe you shouldn't necessarily take just to put pressure on the defense. We need you to, you know, poke and prod the other team and, and piss them off and, and draw a penalty from time to time because you're such an asshole. And, and it's just, it's, that's the way that the brain works. Sometimes you have this identity in sports, you have this, you, you, you've played a certain way for the entirety of your career. And so for Kendrick Nunn, for Malik Monk, for Russell Westbrook, even Taylor Horton Tucker, like those guys are scorers. They are, they, 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 they are scoring. They prioritize their own personal scoring. And somebody like Russ, uh, Rajon Rondo is, is an the asshole. antithesis of that. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. I so mean, I, he's, look, he's both, you know? Yes. He's a pure point guard and someone who very much gets under the skin of their opponents and people who he doesn't like. You know, yeah. I'm, I am very excited for, like, a Lakers-Suns playoff series now. It is a travesty that we did not get Rondo minutes versus the Suns. And honestly, the biggest indictment on Tyron Lue's, like, coaching of the entire playoffs. I thought he did a really great job overall for the Clippers. But mm-hmm. if you don't unleash Rondo's hatred uh, of Chris Paul on the, on the Suns, that's just yeah. not practice it is it is uh the 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 star the former star that i was talking about is roy kent and thinking of rajon rondo as roy kent is actually really fun for those of you who watch the show it's actually a really fun concept all right um we do have to discuss the other rumor that is swirling around that being deandre jordan the one that i'm lower on and and i'm lower on it for a very simple reason like you said if DeAndre Jordan is there and they don't waive Marcus Hall, which I think they would, or Marcus Hall would retire or, they or whatever. they trade him or he'd retire. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for, for those of you that think that there's going to be like, you know, they're going to have 
like Dwight Howard, Marc Gasol, and DeAndre Jordan taking up roster spots, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I I don't think you're correct. You know, I think you're <laughs> being slightly naive. Like, yeah. I, I just, I can't imagine that Gasol is long for the Lakers if they actually do get Jordan. And I don't, there are a lot of people who are, are who are basically putting the onus of the decision just on Mark. Um, that he would just retire or whatever like that. And this would be like them showing interest in DeAndre Jordan as a result of Mark potentially retiring. I actually think it's the opposite of that. Where it could be. I mean, it could be, though. We we can't rule maybe. that out. I mean, maybe. But he did say that he was planning on playing. So the yeah. only thing that we've heard from Mark is that he's planning on playing out his contract. Right. Because Mark Stein had that report, right, that the chances of Marcus Gasol coming back to the Lakers isn't exactly a lock, I, I believe was the phrase. And they basically tried to salary dump him to the Timberwolves, according right. to Ramona Shelburne. So it's like, this is, they, and they signed White, and now they're interested in DJ. Like, the writing is on the wall for Mark. Yeah. I, I, and I, I will, for the life of me, never understand why. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't quite get it. But for, uh, but for the sake of at least right now just discussing DeAndre Jordan, if they swap out Marcus Saul with DeAndre Jordan, I think the Lakers get worse. How much worse or whatever is debatable because you're talking about somebody who's only going to play five. It's probably to 10 both guys that aren't really going to play much in the playoffs. Yeah, it it didn't. It it's not really. I but I think it is at least marginally worse that that they're getting because I think Mark at this stage of his career and at every stage of his career. Which has, for the most part, coincided with DeAndre Jordan. It's not like Jordan. Maybe, is maybe their rookie years. Like Mark was not that great his rookie year. Like maybe DJ was a little better. Maybe, maybe because I think DJ had like an easier role. He was just asked yeah. to jump up there and dunk it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and Mark was asked to like try and lose some weight, get in NBA shape. You know, and then like he did. He was- yeah, and, and then, then he, he did, came, and then he was great. Yeah, and, and then he yeah. became way better than DeAndre. And Jordan. then he was like a borderline MVP candidate at times. Yeah, like he was player yeah. of the year, all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, Ever since maybe God, that Mark was season. so good. Like, I think, look, I don't want to do the people forget he was a bucket like thing, but mm-hmm. like prime Mark was um, those grit and grind so Grizzlies teams were so fun and yeah. so annoying and irritating and grating. And like, yeah, it was, it was like watching like every game they played was Lakers Celtics game seven. And yeah. it was great. Watching Kobe play against that team was amazing. Oh, I, him that, and Tony Allen yeah. was like, it was like two Highlanders facing off. It was like one, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was art. Like it was just two guys who are as fundamentally sound in their roles yeah, as you will ever see. what they see. were trying to do. Just two complete technicians yeah. and just going at each other. Those were so fun. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. but Sorry, so- we did DeAndre Jordan, though. <laughs> he is, he, at this stage, and like I said, for the vast majority of every stages of their careers, Marcus Gasol is a better player, I think, on, on both sides of the ball. I think Marcus Gasol is a better facilitator. He can obviously shoot. And then more importantly here for the Lakers, as they're currently constructed— he his skill set doesn't overlap with Dwight Howard, which you can't say about DeAndre Jordan. And like maybe the Lakers just want to go back to the JaVale Dwight Anthony Davis thing where it's just nonstop punching you in the mouth, which fine, I guess. But I mean that sounds like a good basketball strategy, just you know, just metaphorically. <laughs> just nonstop punching you in the mouth. As long as you're yeah. not getting flagrants, I think look, I mean, they're adding Rondo who will actually punch guys in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, oh, they man. really do. Rondo want to where he doesn't have to worry about a suspension is great. Yes. That's a, that's something There's gonna fun. be a game where Russ sits out and he and Rondo knows he's coming back next game and he gets suspended just for fun. Yeah. Like <laughs> especially if the if the stars align and that game happens to go against, like, Chris Paul. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please let this happen. But, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. Where are you at here with, with this rumor here, especially if it means, A, that Marcus Gasol is probably going, and B, that maybe Anthony Davis is playing less five than people think? So I don't know. Again, this is like very tentative. Like the report is that the Lakers are a team to watch if DeAndre Jordan yeah. gets bought out. That does not necessarily mean that they're even going to sign him if he gets bought out. It could mean that, but mm-hmm. we, you know, it's still far away. I don't know that this necessarily means AD isn't going to play as much center as we think. I still believe that that is going, he's going to play a significant amount there this year. I think that if they're adding DJ, it would be more for if there are games AD misses, if there are games Dwight misses. Mm-hmm. You want someone that is a little more similar, just skill set wise, to have that overlap. I don't think that they'd be bringing him in to do exactly the Dwight JaVale thing. But again, even that year, AD still played 40% of his minutes at center during mm-hmm. the regular season, which is, you know, that's a decent ratio. You know, I would like to see that closer it was to 50 the or lowest- 60. It was lowest of his career to that point, though. No, it wasn't. I think it was. No, it wasn't. I've looked this up multiple times. It was not. It was lower than a good amount of seasons in his career. It was not the lowest. Okay. I'm... I promise. All right. I, I, it was I not. don't have to find this myself. You can fa- go to basketball reference right now. You can fact check me. Um, right. But I think, you know, DJ would be more of an insurance guy to me or possibly sort of the JaVale role, even if Dwight starts or kind of like as a guy that comes in and plays, you know, 10-ish minutes a night just kind of gives you, I guess, rebounding and dunking every so often and things like that. And I I think the point that you hit on that I think is exactly right is this is the Lakers sort of just going back to what they felt like won them the title. It's great that Mark doesn't exactly replicate Dwight. But again, while I agree with you that DeAndre Jordan is a worse basketball player than Mark Gasol in, you know, most uh, most ways that benefit a team, he does replicate Dwight more, and maybe just systematically they want kind of that overlap in skill sets, and then that way it almost forces you in. It sort of ties your hands. It's like, oh well, we need spacing. Well, that means AD has to play the five. You know, sorry, sorry, Anthony. You know, this is how this has to go. You know, we can't we can't put Mark Gasol out there and have him be kind of a pseudo spacer that people don't really respect in the playoffs and then mm-hmm. can't really play at that point defensively. I, I just I can't get that worked up over this because again, I think Mark is better, but I also I understand the rationale that the Lakers are coming at it from, and I just don't think that either guy is gonna play that much in the playoffs if things go right anyway. All right, so I was technically wrong. Thank technically. you. So he played 40% of his minutes at center for the Lakers. Uh, the lowest that he ever played was 36% back in when his age 21 season, and he played 39% of his minutes at center his rookie season. Yeah, see, I told it was not it was not the lowest. It was near the lowest, but it was not yeah, the lowest. I meant I meant like okay, but it's near. It's close yeah. enough to being near. That's what he wanted. You know, they still needed him to sign the extension at that point. Compared to the year before, where he played 96% of his minutes at, at center. Uh, the year before that, 51% of his minutes, 64% his age 22. I, I think 50 I think fifty is a totally reasonable target, and I don't think that DeAndre Jordan moves the needle there much one way or the other. Yeah, I, I'm i mostly with you on that. I'm not— He was not, mostly—I mean, K, KD and Kyrie are like his best friends, and he was mostly out of the rotation for the Nets down the stretch, and I don't think played at all in the playoffs. And is now games. getting bought out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I just don't th- I don't see how he could go from that to then all of a sudden having the political capital to come in and demand a role here. You know, no. like I think this would be oh, more of like, a, oh, you guys don't want me. I'm going to go play for the enemy, you know, yeah. type thing. Which is weird that Brooklyn is still like, OK, 
Like that would seem to be a red flag to me if I were the Lakers that Brooklyn Nash is a D'Antoni disciple through and through. He does not want anyone above seven feet on his team at all. <laughs> well, D'Antoni is no longer a part of that. Uh, organization I know, but my, Nash, you know, you can no, see no, the no, influence. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying that, like, it's just, just in general, if I am a team that is either the best or second best team in the league, and the other best or second best team in the league has a player on there that they are perfectly fine going to the other best or second best team in the league, I would say, huh, that's a little weird. (laughs) Not to get too in the weeds here, but I do wonder about the timing of these leaks. And I feel like the the Lakers are a team to watch is the classic boogeyman of like, oh, don't buy him out. He might go to the Lakers, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, oh, other teams. Don't, you don't want to let him go to the Lakers, do you? As a buyout, he's going right. to ruin the league like Andre Drummond. This was my this was kind of my conspiracy theory too. That like is this Drummond keeping himself in Brooklyn and not having to give Jordan, any money back? Jordan, but Freudian slip there. What I say? You said Drummond. You need sleep, man. I do, <laughs> dude. Uh, Avery was up at four o'clock this morning. She's, she's just an asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry, Avery. If she's, you hear this she, one day, you should have. You, instead of worst. Avery Bradley, you should have named her after Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's Jamie Tart. Rondo Irwin. <laughs> Roshan. Roshan is Rhonda. Rhonda. There you go. It's Ron, like a Rhonda Irwin. Rhonda Natalia Irwin. Um so so yeah, I I'm looking at I'm looking at the I, I guess if I was to to, you know, put together a meter of how much something annoys me or whatever, I've I've basically prepared myself mentally for the fact that the Lakers just don't want Marcus Hall around. Like I'm just I I've so that's made it easier to just kind of cope. I've reached the level that that acceptance I guess is where I'm at there. And then Yeah, they just are incapable of respecting Gasol Bros at the end of their career. I it's guess just so. like it's crazy. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to figure out like what is a tougher blood feud, right? But the the Lakers against the Gasols are like like, is Mark even going to show up to Powell's jersey retirement at this point? Like, <laughs> Are they even going to retire Powell's jersey? It, when he makes the Hall of Fame. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But would you, given the way that they, they retire them, Adria's jersey, just they're as gonna like wait one like, last middle finger to all of them. They're going to wait like a year t- more than they have to on Powell. And they're just going to keep him in the... Like, Don't do this. You're getting pre... You're just, see, now you're like, I've accepted this, so here's this other thing I'm going to get pre-angry at. <laughs> no. I'm just... I'm, I'm preparing myself for all mistreatment of Gasol brothers yeah. by, at the hands of the Lakers. But yeah, I, I just think, for whatever reason... And, and this is one thing that I have really learned over my time covering the NBA, is that, like, culturally speaking, players in the NBA, like NBA players just don't care about analytics, right? Yeah. So like, they don't, they don't care about your five man net rating data. Right. The individual stuff, like their own efficiency and stuff like that. There are guys who like Kevin Durant stands out as somebody who like really deeply cares about how. Yeah. Um, Battier, Battier probably closer to like, is probably the closest to caring about net ratings and and stuff like that. Team wide analytics. Um, and so like when, when we hold up, like, look at this net rating that Marcus Saul and LeBron James had. Like, how can they possibly ignore this stuff? And 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 for NBA players, it's really easy. Like, they just say, I don't yeah. care. Like, <laughs> LeBron's like, I'm great. What do you mean? I pop that up. You know, like right. I just played really well in those minutes. Right, right. And so like, and and 
if you look at things through that prism, and to be honest, I don't think that that's a totally invalid perspective all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, though, if yeah. you're out on the floor, I think sometimes those stats can be misleading. Sometimes they can be skewed by little things here and there. Again, yeah. I- I'm just saying, like, I think sometimes that is a valid perspective. But if they're as loud as they were with Mark and with LeBron, I would probably say, like, no, there's probably something to it. Right, and at the I, end of I the would day, as well. But I can also understand right. how LeBron could feel like I would. I mean, LeBron just stylistically, maybe like I would prefer a guy that I can throw lobs to. Yeah. Well, we saw how bad the Lakers were when they didn't have lob threats last year. Yeah. And and they and they're correcting it. Right. Maybe it's an overcorrection. Maybe, you know, whatever. But we do the know that Jordan shot a career high uh, field goal percentage last year. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, every time I think of DeAndre Jordan, I think of Charles Barkley saying <laughs> that if you locked him in a gym and told him he couldn't dunk, <laughs> he he couldn't leave the gym until he made a <laughs> something that wasn't a dunk, he'd be there all night. <laughs> it's so good. I think he said he would starve to death in there. Like. <laughs> The team would show up for practice the next day and Jordan. No, just there doing DeAndre Jordan. Hooks. I have I I went to a coaching clinic at one point in my youth coaching days, and mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan was there with the Clippers. Uh, I believe he was their shooting coach, mm-hmm. and DeAndre Jordan makes free throws in practice. Oh, sure, that is yeah. not a lie. They yeah. all do. But, they all like yeah. all the the same stories were told about Shaq back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah. You know, all these guys are just incredible at the sport. It just. By NBA it was, standards. It was funny because it was almost like they just brought out DJ just to be like, hey, can some of you like tweet about this? Like he actually, <laughs> he made free throws. No, the Lakers would say it at every opportunity that they could that Shaq made free throws in practice. Which is he like shot... so like, su- it's it's such a subtle slight too. It's like, well, you know, when the lights are on, he just can't make them. But... <laughs> well, but then Shaq would say, if he absolutely has to make them, he makes I'm them when he has to. Yeah, I'm making one of the counts. Uh, so, so I, I think here with, with Jordan and when you're trying to figure out like where the Lakers, cause we know that the brain trust with the Lakers is Anthony Davis. It is LeBron James. And then Rob Palenka makes those things happen. And so if you think about it from the perspective of like players just don't care about team net ratings or combo net ratings out there, then this move, it, it it's logic. It's the logical uh, place to arrive if you're if you're if you're looking at it through that prism, I, I think it's the wrong prism. I, I I don't I don't agree with the prism. I think more information is almost never a bad thing. Uh, but but and, and at the end of the day, that's all that analytics are. It's just information, packaged information. Um, and 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 yet here we are, you know. And, and so it would be it would be a bummer to see Marcus All go. But if they do wave Marcus All and they bring in DeAndre Jordan and then they bring in a wing there, I'll still look at this as a, a net positive like if they yeah. bring in like deandre jordan and james ennis and then i'll just walk away from it like all right that's fine. the the only way this is a negative is honestly if they don't wave gasol and then they want to keep <laughs> the roster right. spot open and then they have like three centers taking yeah. up roster spot that's the only way it yeah. starts to become a downside right yeah and 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 by the way like you just said a second ago we don't even know that this is actually going to happen we're recording this right now at two o'clock my time central time noon uh pacific and as of right now, DeAndre Jordan hasn't been bought out, and the Lakers obviously haven't gone out and signed him. And so until that happens, until we see the fallout from that happening, we don't know what this is going to look like. I just think conceptually, I think it would be a bit of a mistake just because of skill overlap. And then just in general, I just think Marcus Hall is a much better player than DeAndre Jordan is. And people are bringing up DeMarcus Cousins as a oh, mark. 
a, a Marcus Gasol replacement, please don't. Like, can we just stop? DeMarcus Cousins hasn't been good in like five years. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're done look, he's, again, he's, I understand he's why people Isaiah remember Thomas. that he was really good, but he's not anymore. We have, yeah, it's like it's like to channel my inner Nikias, former also former AI show guest. Like we saw mm-hmm. you. There's tape. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> with 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 both Isaiah Thomas and DeMarcus Cousins, and if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was to try to walk out there onto a court right now, just because you were good once upon a time. Doesn't mean that you're good forever, even yes. if you played for the Lakers. All right, that's going to do it, I think, here for the this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. Uh, we are going to be, like I said, shorter week, and I'll keep you guys posted on the lowdown as news breaks and stuff like that. Uh, and and we'll get through this week and get ready for vacation. Ah, oh, man, I can't wait for and vac- unlike Anthony, vacation. Unlike Anthony, I take no days off, and so uh-huh. I I will keep you posted on as Silver Screen I- and Roll. As I you asked know. about your vacation. Yeah. No, my vacation do you was want, great. Do you want to give your, your another most embarrassing athletic moment? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can, uh, I can give you one from vacation. Uh, <laughs> okay. I ended up. <laughs> you mean the vacation that you didn't take? Yeah, the vacation that I didn't ta- that I hypothetically maybe took last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was mostly not on Twitter. I thought I did a pretty good job. You did. I was. Part. I was pretty. Yeah, I was, was pretty impressed. You know, Except for offline. the very first day of your vacation, you went on with Mark Stein. Okay, I was not planning. When you get an invite to go on a on on a show with Mark Stein, you don't be like, "Oh, I'm on vacation." Like it's no. I would. I, t- I absolutely took that. I had not even left yet. I was still at the house. And I think, so, I think it would depend on on where I'm at in my vacation, but I think I would pass. No, I would, I would absolutely. I mean, this is why, I mean, again, I'm just built different, but <laughs> I, uh, I managed to, I mean, the longtime listeners of the pod, AKA people who go back like three weeks will remember, you know, I believe I alluded to the story on either here or on, uh, the lounge that I had injured my groin podcasting with you because I guess I was laughing too hard and, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I it had already that. been like borderline and then yeah. it just like aggravated it. And, you know, I just was like. I basically, like, could not lift things for, like, two weeks and, like, had to, like, be really careful. Stretch, ice, all the, you know. I'm I won't so get happy into... you're built different. If I was built yeah. like this, I, I would be miserable. <laughs> so on my final day at the beach house with my parents that we uh, we rented, we rented my dad a beach house for his 65th birthday, me and my brothers. So that was, my, my wife and I went to go hang out with him and my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was helping them, like, get stuff to uh, to the car so they didn't have to lift it, basically. And uh, it turns out that I ended up actually, like, really kind of, like, straining my, like, leg slash groin again from lifting all of their, like, bags and all these things. So, uh, you know, I was basically, like, my wife and I got to solving for our anniversary trip, and the first day I kept having to basically be, like, yeah, it's a great area, and Mm -hmm. we had a really great time, but the first day I kept having to tell Mia, I'm like, I'm like, babe, can you please slow down a little bit? I'm, like, basically, like, limping around solving, uh, you know. (laughs) in like a mask and like uh like all this i it was and like and like basket basically pick up basketball clothes because that was what laundry i brought and uh you know it was uh it was a sight to see on the first day i I got better i got better by the second day drove all the way home myself uh no days off because i'm built different but yeah i ended up i mean honestly i should also bring up the story from uh 
uh, my fellow two-time AI guest, uh, Aaron Larsoul, that he told me on Twitter of how he promised his well, wife you that he would you not— don't get to, you don't get to get— No, 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 but this is such a good story. I got to bring it up. He, no, but he, you don't—you got to let all right, him tell his Ballard, story. Fine, you got to bring him back. You got to bring him back on and ask him about this. I don't Something know if you saw tells this, me that it's... we are going to be getting a lot more Aaron Larsoul on this feed. Ooh. How about that? That's emoji. Yeah. That's going to do it for this week. Have a good one, everybody.